0: This episode is brought to you by Lifetime's Robin Roberts Presents Mahalia. From executive producers Robin Roberts and Linda Berman comes the biopic of the legendary Mahalia Jackson. Grammy Award winner Daniel Brooks stars as the trailblazer whose music moved, inspired, and changed people's hearts. Critics have praised Brooks's transformative performance into the Queen of Gospel as thunderingly good. Directed by Kenny Leon and written by Bettina Jillowaw and Todd Kreidler, this Lifetime original movie continues to inspire viewers and highlights the ongoing fight for social justice. Robin Roberts presents Mahalia for your Emmy consideration in all categories. Hello, beautiful, fine people of Earth. <laughs> this is Dino Ray Ramos. Welcome to Deadlines New Hollywood Podcast. Uh, and here's my co host not sitting next to me but
1: <laughs> but somewhere I, <laughs> here uh, reporting from another place in LA <laughs> um, hi everybody my name is Amanda Nduka. Um, so for this episode we have the star of Pose MJ Rodriguez who is amazing and gorgeous um, like she looked
0: gorgeous and like you yes. can't see it you know through the zoom but she, she's looked gorgeous.
1: <laughs> yes through the podcast um, Speaker thing, but yeah, <laughs> um Yeah, third season of Pose. I mean, third I know and final season. Final season of Pose. Yeah. Um, I mean, we we've had a couple of people from this from from Pose on the podcast. We've loved the series since it since it first came out, since it was first announced. Um, you know, we talk about how groundbreaking it was for representation. Mm -hmm. Um, for not just LGBTQIA, but for black women, black women, for for... Um,
0: the Latino community, especially trans women of color, I think it's just, and also I think it serves as an education for a lot of people, whether it be, you know, educating yourself about the trans community history, you know, of the, of the the LGBTQIA community, or just like the ballroom scene, which is basically where a lot of shit we celebrate today comes from like a lot of people didn't know like vogue came from that i mean voguing is ballroom
1: yeah (laughs) so madonna
0: you know but not madonna loves appropriating so she took that (laughs) i no shade to madonna i love her but you know you know (laughs) what i mean
1: Um, yeah i mean but yeah we talk about sort of just the impact of the show, right? Like just mm. the, the giving giving these women visibility, giving these stories visibility. How it's really, really taught taught us a lot um, about about the culture, and and it's and it's the, the fact that it's being shown internationally, um, the fact that it's on it's it's done as well at, it as it has, and it's been mainstream. I mean, all that stuff is just really really important and amazing when it comes to this you know um sort of fight for for diversity and representation And this this show has definitely left its mark and you know it's
0: like yes and it's also a fun show i mean there's serious a lot of serious moments but it's just a very well done artistically kind of mindful show and just to see all this talent and and i wish nothing but the best for everyone on the show especially mj MJ, uh, right. you know she. I just love talking to her, and she's a, she's a light. Um, hopefully, we we may have. And since it's the final season, we might have some other people come on uh, uh, new Hollywood before the season end because there are just so many um, dope people. Like we've had we've had Janet Mock on and our Lady J, um, Angel- no, our, uh, oh, uh, Angela
1: Angela, yeah, uh, uh,
0: the iconic who played the iconic Candy. Um, but yeah, uh, this um, the next the new final season of Pose comes out May
1: second, uh, and if so- you and you can watch the first two seasons if you haven't seen it on on Netflix. Oh, it's
2: on Netflix, right? Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> um, so without further
1: ado, here is MJ. MJ Rodriguez, it is so great to have you on it's, the Deadline New Public Podcast.
2: It is a pleasure to be here.
1: Yes, we are celebrating mm-hmm. today. We are celebrating season three of Pose. We are celebrating unfortunately
2: the final season,
0: so far, but we won't hold that against you.
1: Right, because <laughs> it <bad>, is somehow drop <laughs> breaking. Um, <laughs> Uh, and um, we're also obviously this, nobody, but we're recording this on 420, which today we just found out the Derek, the Derek Chauvin um, verdict, which is guilty on all counts. So this is a very, very yes. happy, exciting podcast day
2: and everything. So we're happy to have you on for this. Yeah. Yeah. And I am so- happy to be here. You don't understand, by the way, thank You're you for so I'm 2020, because a lot of people really don't understand how important that is, especially in a time like this, where we get mm-hmm. some information like this, we gotta celebrate. So 20, uh, for, uh Four twenty, not twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is also
1: four twenty, guys. Yes, yeah, it's so. four twenty. Which, w- which
0: doesn't mean anything, guys. We don't. This is a no drug zone.
1: <laughs> so, right, who right,
0: cares? Right. Uh, uh, New York and California, it's legal, guys. Right, <laughs> and, and it's safer than alcohol, mind you. So, is so it? Bad.
1: Really? Oh, I, I, didn't
0: okay. Mean, no, no, I, here, here. This is the thing. This is like someone made this point early, like put two people who have smoked a joint in a room together versus two people who have been drinking heavily together. Which of those two people will get into a fight probably? Oh
2: baby, you know the people
1: who've been taking shots. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that's, a that's a good point. That's a good
2: point. Yeah. The, so. the
0: two people who got high will probably just fall asleep or just eat a lot of hot Cheetos, and that's they're not, it. not even
2: drive, honey. <laughs> right. They're not yeah. gonna drive. Right. They're gonna be like, I don't know if I should get into the car. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, everybody,
1: you know, if you gotta smoke it up, smoke it up. Whatever, whatever your, your drug. <laughs> whatever you do,
0: you know. But if you don't. You don't We're celebrate the- your own way.
1: Um anyways so um, <laughs> MJ so in on uh, we want to celebrate you like like we said in the third season of pose which is a groundbreaking series we talk about this all the time and what it's done for representation um, and 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 diversity and all the all the things that we we're, we, we're hoping to amplify and get more of now um, but we I like to start with um, here on this uh, new Hollywood podcast we like to sort of uh, start with your background. Sorry, my Alexa is going off. I didn't even say it. <laughs> hey girl, how are you doing Alexa? Alexa's excited. Um, yeah, she, Alexa's excited too. Um, anyways, so uh, can you talk about like what, so you started acting or your interest started acting when you were like, a, I read that you were about 11 years old when you actually started getting into the arts. So can you talk about what sparked that interest um, for you? Was there a certain performance or a person that you saw that maybe got you interested in, in this thing we call entertainment?
2: When I was so I mean I, I was always with my mom and my dad at the time, like we were moving a lot and they were young, so they were just trying to find that place that they could settle into. And then we settled into a place we went to North, New Jersey, um for a good stint of my like toddler years from like one to three. And then we moved to Jackson, New Jersey. Jackson, New Jersey was a place where we could people are like playing music, it's a block party. Um mm. <laughs> so uh I went to Jackson, New Jersey, and that was like the place where my mother and father wanted to settle and wanted to make sure that I had like good schooling. They wanted to make sure I was in a place that was like not in the city life because I would have definitely gotten caught up in the city life because I was like, <laughs> we caught up in the city life, which I did when I was like 11 and 12. But um, they wanted me to have some kind of structure and they wanted to have space to do that. They knew that if they were in the city life that they would be focusing on their jobs and doing everything. So they wanted to make sure that they were like in their prime, but also for me to have a space. So when I was in Jackson, New Jersey, my mother saw that I was like singing all the time. She knew I could sing at one, but she started seeing I took it seriously when I was literally about five or six years old. Mm-hmm. So when I turned seven and when I hit first grade, she put me into this like small little program. I can't even remember remember the name, but I remember singing the first song. Well, at least this is what I remember. I was seven years old. We did a presentation, and I sang "The Greatest Love of All" by Whitney Houston. Okay. That moment. Okay. I knew okay, right? yeah. okay, all day. Every day. It was with the kids, you know, but I was the one that was trying to outshine everybody. So I was like, the gray. I was like, oh, get it. Okay. I was doing the most.
0: Um, you have to. You have to show them. Show them. Yeah, you, know?
2: you gotta let the people know so you don't get left behind, honey. Uh, <laughs> so I was literally I I was singing in in this presentation. And as my little seven-year-old self was singing, I started noticing like this made me feel good. Like, you know, those good feelings that you get, those butterflies that you get, or the tingly good feeling that you get when you do something that you really love, whether it be golfing, playing baseball. Well, for me singing, that's what sparked it in me. That's what sparked all the things artistically within me. And when she saw that performance, that's when it kind of sailed. So after like living in Jackson, New Jersey, having a whole bunch of situations happen to me there, we moved back to Newark, New Jersey, the roots of everything, mm-hmm. and that was the best thing I felt like my mother and my father and my my other dad could have ever done because I feel like Newark was like the um the the um not nebulous not nebulous but the um embryo mm-hmm. to oh, my yeah. flourishing and the first thing was New Jersey Performing Arts Center, like mm-hmm. New Impact. That was the place that really like opened me up to my artistic ventures and my like everything as far as when it came to the art. So Mm -hmm. that's where it all started, Jackson, New Jersey. And then I came back to Newark and Newark was really the place that put me on the map. Newark Mm -hmm. was my home. Newark was also that rough, hard, loving place that made sure you did what you had to do so you can get out and show out just for the city itself. Because a lot of art comes from out of Newark. Hence Whitney Houston, Mm y'all
1: yes um and so were there particular performers that you looked up to I'm just curious who who sort of did you did you feel like you wanted to
2: emulate your career after oh I mean okay (laughs) when I was younger I didn't like I would dance to the occasional Mary J Blige I would Mm -hmm. definitely listen to some Whitney Houston my mother made sure that I was adamant on learning a lot of classic artists like Shaq Khan and the Vandross and um like the Isley Brothers and and um yes,
0: Isley just, Brothers,
2: right it's just a list of the earth wind and fire Michael mm. Jackson these were people that I saw true stardom in like I didn't see them as celebrities and I it a lot of people are like bro you're a celebrity I'm like yeah I know but I don't I don't <laughs> take up to that I like star because we're all stars you feel me mm. so I started seeing these supernova stars and I was like am I this I if I'm not I wanna to achieve to be it. I wanna go after it because they're doing really well and it looks like they love what they're doing. So Michael Jackson, honestly, he was the footprint, the blueprint, excuse me, the blueprint of how I wanted my career to be. He was a ph- He was a philanthropist. He was a humanitarian. He spent so much money and put so much money into so many organizations. And on top of that, the Movo was talented. Mm-hmm. He was talented out of the Wazoo. along. And then as I got older, I started seeing like the archetypes of what Michael Jackson would have been mm. like Beyonce. She was the, I feel like she's the female version of what mm. Michael Jackson was. Mm. And when I started seeing her, I was like, oh, okay. Well, it's time for me to take my place. It's time mm. for me to really do my thing and try to make okay. something happen. Yeah.
1: I had, oh, I had cool. a debate with my family the other day about if Beyonce is like the Michael Jackson of our time. And they were like, no, like
2: they're
1: no, like, not. that." my parents are like, like you guys like Beyonce doesn't have as much um I guess as much reach as Michael Jackson I don't know about that I think no. Beyonce is, is I want to
0: say ugly. that Beyonce mm-hmm. is kind of like I don't want to say a Michael Jackson 2.0 that sounds like patronizing to Beyonce but Beyonce I think is of that ilk you know she could yes. command an audience uh, so you could also argue that Janet Jackson is the same yeah. You know, it's, you could also argue that Paula Abdul was the same way during her time. Yes. Can you? So,
1: <laughs> so, their argument let me tell you what my family's argument on this is, this is just a little bit of a sidetrack. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. But, like, so they saying that they, they say that my little 11 year old cousin knows Michael Jackson, more Michael Jackson songs than Beyonce songs, or they, so their argument is that more younger people, like Michael Jackson is, 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 is timeless like more like younger people know about him as as much as older people do and so I Mm -hmm. guess they they don't think that's the same for Beyonce and I'm just like I don't I don't know I feel like she has a very wide ranging fan base I I, think I think so
2: too I think they're both different types of stars. You know how you have like supernova stars and you have one that's like a red star and then you look in the Science Channel on History Channel and there's also a blue star, but they're yeah, powerful, yeah. both powerful in their own, right? I think these this is exactly what they are. And they hold their own ecosystem, they hold their own galaxy they, and they make it work for both of them. And that's why I look to them so closely because I'm like, oh, I see they have blueprints of what they wanted. Like Even Michael Jackson probably had a blueprint before he like James Brown. James Brown was the Michael Jackson of Michael Jackson's time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 You know what I mean? Like it's generational and right. for the yes. artists, you know, it's a generational thing. And if the the one thing though that with Michael Jackson you're right. He does have timeless music, but I think Beyoncé has already made that step when she won all of those Grammys. She set Mm-mm. the precedent for all female artists out there. So, yeah. I think they're and both then there's like, that
0: whole yeah. There's that whole other argument about her being a black woman, you know, being, mm-hmm. you know, kind of uh, you know, taking her space. And you know, I also wonder, like, was she planning this like in her destiny? Child phase. She like, you
1: would know, she like, she it makes me wonder. Plan. I actually wouldn't. Her, the way her dad worked, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, he was like, "Okay, by this, I, I can't remember which year she went solo, but by this year, you are going solo and you are saying goodbye to these other two. And,
2: and,
1: no,
0: like, no. <laughs> well, not goodbye, but you see you later. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> because there's. There, yeah,
1: so would not yeah. be surprised? I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, um. But no, I think yeah, that was my. I point. think we won't. We won't
0: find out until like. Like, but it's been like oh, 20 20 some odd year. Actually, the first time I heard Beyonce mm-hmm. was 19, what is that, 1997, 19, when Destiny's Child first came out. It was it No, No, No? And, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we See, were, that's I was-
1: To me, like- No, I, no, no, that's timeless. I, I mean, I feel like that I mean, still play now.
0: No, 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 part two, not the part one, guys. Remember how every song had a part one and part yes, two before? part
2: one was slow. It was a slow jam. <laughs> <laughs> part one was a slow, no, no, no. And then the part two, they
0: have a white cleft joint. joint. I yes. forgot
1: they had a part one. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. they
0: were in like well, I, remember, tub- I actually didn't hear her sing it because I was at our senior year talent show where these girls went up and they performed, no, no, no. And I was like, what's going on? And then of mm-hmm. course, you know, this is before internet. So I went to CD exchange. Asked, I can't even what what is
2: is this? You're saying that, oh my God. <laughs>
0: Oh my well, god. Like, like the olden days when you'd have to go to the CD store and be all, hey, what's this song? And then they or not because even that... CD store, music. <laughs> yeah. It'd be all, oh, and then those people knew exactly where to go. And they just yeah. they would know their stuff. Um, okay, yeah. Sidetrack. Well, it's not a Sorry side because that
2: was Beyonce, not okay, right? No, it's no, not... it's not. <laughs>
0: Beyonce is always relevant to everyone. She's the queen. <laughs> Um okay so uh MJ when did you feel like you were first seen you know
2: seeing yourself represented in TV
0: film or media
2: you know i i I've, I've had this question asked to me a couple of times mm-hmm. and you know the I, I always say the closest thing that i ever saw remotely as far as the community goes was uh the all african american and Latinx show and which featured some Asian individuals who are Filipino. Um, Filipino, no was there you go, Filipino. Yeah, it was Noah's <laughs> Ark. And they had a Black man, they had a, a Latinx um, man, they had a Filipino man. And I mean, they were also gay men. And I never really saw myself in these gay men, but they were a part of the community. So that was the closest thing. But the honest answer to that question is I hadn't seen myself. Mm. You know, I never really saw a woman like me on the television screen. I mean, I saw plenty of women on the television screen, but, and if they were a part of the trans community, I didn't know, you know, mm-hmm. cause most women back at that time, whether they were trans or not, like there was just, you had, women had to be quiet about everything. Right. So I didn't really see a woman that was really vocal about her transness. Now, as far as the talent goes and seeing the women in talent, I definitely saw women who I thought I saw myself being or seeing myself being a part of or being like when I got older, which were like the Angela Bassett's and the Sonia Lathans and mm-hmm. the um, Charlize Theron's and th- the list can go on. Like these were women that I looked to and I was like, this is the kind of career I want. And this is the kind of woman I'm like, like this is who I am. Um, but as far as seeing myself, never really saw that. And I think it was because there was not a lot given or opportunities given to trans women Back then, uh, or and if they were, they kept it very, very hush hush. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna like that's-, that's why I I I'm just gonna p- uh, plug this uh, documentary disclosure because yes. I like what you're. I just remember. Um, so the 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 lady that played um, the 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 theater uh, director in Cheetah Girls the I, her name is escaping me
0: shes the girls
2: you guys remember <laughs> that was the best movie
1: yes but <laughs> she, he's part of disclosure too she was she but she was talking about how she couldn't tell people that she was trans and she was acting for years but she, nobody knew she was trans because that's something that she could never talk about and it was no. part of her, story and it was part of who she was but it was like she had to hide it for so long and she was getting jobs and she was getting stuff and I think that was part of the fear of of coming out but I remember seeing her and I was like oh my gosh she's a. didn't even I mean I would I didn't even think that you know I didn't but it was like it is it is just so sad that like there are people that I mean that just can't tell their story you know or just can't because
0: um, because of what they might
1: they
2: might yeah but they might lose
0: lose. yeah you know there's
2: uh, there was a lot at stake when it came to especially black trans women like I mean I feel and this is no shade to the girls who are Caucasian and who are trans but Mm -hmm. there is much more opportunity for girls who are Caucasian and trans especially if they're quote-unquote passing they get everything handed to them and I mean it's I mean I, I understand why and it's unfortunate because I know a lot of girls who are Caucasian and who are trans that's not what they want and that's not how they want to be perceived but unfortunately that is just what it is and for black trans women the moment we say something about our transness we're already considered an anomaly so Mm -hmm. then and we let someone know oh by the way we're trans it's like oh you have to go and that's what happened to tracy africa tracy Mm -hmm. africa face of a, a hair brand and the moment someone found out about her they told another person within the um in, in the corporation, and then she got fired. Now mind you, she was the most beautiful woman you would ever see on a, on a, um, on a franchise like that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that her transness was such uh, an, an intimidation when it shouldn't have been was the problem in that time. So mm-hmm. like, I think that's what the, the, the scarceness around it was and it shouldn't have been, you know?
0: Yeah, it's it's it is settling I mean, I'm not saying things things are changing, but it, they're changing slowly. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, even like I look at something like again, I I always talk about this in every episode, RuPaul's Drag Race, for instance. <laughs> uh, you know, I was just rewatching a season where Peppermint comes out as trans mm-hmm. in the in mm-hmm. the workroom, and everyone's all, "Oh, that's fine," you know, "that's cool," you know, and like it's like no big deal, but it's like. When we, I guess, there's a certain generation I don't know, or just a certain kind of person who's just like, oh, that's fine, you know, that's cool, you know, that's you, mm-hmm. you know. But it, it just pains me to see, like Amanda said, that people just can't be themselves, and because of what they might lose. Right. Uh, what mm-hmm. Well, is. that yeah.
2: I will say this: I'm. I feel like in this time now, I feel like so much is changing I, now. In this specific time that's happening, literally like a month ago, mm-hmm. like I would say even a year ago, we weren't even. Seeing the change happen as fast as we thought it would, but now I'm seeing individuals like Jay, uh, Jai. She's she's like a very prevalent activist, and she's only like 19 years old. And or seeing Got Mick on a yeah. quarter uh, race, a trans man who may possibly win. You know, like I, th- I think I she like, might. I, <laughs> I think yeah. I think they might as well. And yeah. like, and I'm I'm rooting for both of them. Like I'm, they're yeah. both winners to me. Yeah. that's all you know but like seeing these things move forward and having a show like pose that's out and mm-hmm. as in our third season and even though it's the last season this is still going to push the needle forward for more opportunities to happen or like an actress like alexandra uh, gray who gray, is yeah. on another television show like i believe that we are definitely moving forward i think it's just that there just needs to be more conversation and more spaces that are open for all of us because there shouldn't be a small bracket for just uh, a yeah. specific trans women. Like I think mm-hmm. it should be opened up a little bit more and it's happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think like something like Pose, that's, you know, just one story. Well, everyone has individual stories, but again, it's right. just like every other marginalized community is not a monolith and that includes the trans community. Everyone has a different journey. And I just, you know, we'll talk about Pose more, but just like how it's just celebrating this culture so much that, you know, and now it's bringing, everyone thinks like they could walk a ball now. Like everyone, <laughs> everyone is like, who knows? But it, it's it's just, I I adore it. But, you know, um, it, you kind of touched on this already, you know, how, how have you managed, you know, expectations when it comes to, you know, navigating Hollywood and, you know, you I, I'm sure, you know, Ever since you know um, the start of your career, you've seen a change. But how have you like as you've come up in the industry? How have you uh, navigated or uh, controlled expectations? There you go. Like manage your expectations.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, I literally I tried my best to lead by example, right? So when I walk into a space where I see a lot of individuals who are like me, it's quite easy to have the conversation. It's quite easy to have the dialogue because that's my culture. That's what I've been around for all my life, whether it be being in Newark, New Jersey all my life or being in the ballroom scene for four years of my life. But when it comes to Hollywood, I lead by example. I walk into the space, I respect everybody, but I also have expectations of people respecting me. So Mm. I'm, I'm not going to go out of my way to have somebody feel like, um they can ha- they can talk to me any kind of way i just that's that's not going to happen um and i think they would want that too I, I with hollywood i think what what people get misconstrued about hollywood is that there are a lot of people that are just alike especially within hollywood because it's the artistic realm your niche sometimes you can be very quirky you can be very artistic i would say artsy fartsy. and I feel like in Hollywood, I'm surrounded by a lot of people who are like me, who may not think they're like me because Mm. I'm a trans woman. But in reality, we're doing the same thing. We're playing roles and we're also changing hearts and changing minds. So when Mm. I go into a space that's probably different from Pose, my mindset is always the same. Oh, I'm coming here to do my job. I'm not coming here to educate you all the time. I think it's important for them to educate Mm. themselves. I'm here to do the work and also convey this character that I'm playing so that people can see someone else in me or i can even see someone else in me i'm not trying to please anyone and i'm 30 now like she's a grown woman now i'm not trying to please people to make them happy as far as when it comes to my transness now other conversations yes like Mm -hmm. i always keep it open the dialogue should always be open for that but when it comes to my transness now that there's so much awareness out there when it comes to us and our and especially when it comes to our black sisters out there who are trans there's no there should be no um there should be, shouldn't be anything that they are trying to question. And if they are, I think that's something that they probably should pull anyone to the side, like any regular person would do. You know, mm-hmm. what I've noticed most too, when it comes to our stories as trans individuals, it changes a lot within the years. You know, at first it was with gay men and people didn't know how to deal with gay men. And now it's been normalized so much. And that's, not a bad thing but it just shows how the world works when it comes to awareness and acceptance and it's very weird but when you have confidence within a community that has always had confidence it's just easy for awareness to just like trickle into somebody's mind and make them understand oh they're just a regular person like me they're human they're not this um caricature or they're not this stigma flawed ideal that we've seen on television and parlaying pose again pose opened up a lot of space for people to see through five different women on a television screen one of them who's a mother and who is showing that a trans woman can be a mother and she can raise resilient children Mm -hmm. that even makes it even more easier for them to see oh my god Mm -hmm. they're normal Mm -hmm. oh yeah always been normal baby you know you know so that's That's my mindset.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, because I think it's oftentimes that, especially people of color or anyone in a marginalized community, when we enter a space, and I think that's why me and Amanda started this podcast. Is just it's like I think a lot of people, honestly, when they enter the podcast, they 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 or in the beginning they were like, oh, oh, this is just another interview. But I I always well we always wanted to create a safe space to talk because I feel like especially in the journalism space, they're. yeah, yeah. <laughs> people yeah, don't know, or people right. are ignorant, or you know, people aren't willing to listen, and uh, that's why we have awesome people like you, MJ, who come okay, on. <laughs> you're know, awesome too,
2: okay? Agglomeration <laughs> yeah, of awesomeness, baby. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Lifetime's Robin Roberts presents Mahalia. From executive producers Robin Roberts and Linda Berman comes the biopic of the legendary Mahalia Jackson, Grammy Award winner Daniel Brooks stars as the trailblazer whose music moved, inspired, and changed people's hearts. Critics have praised Brooks's transformative performance into the Queen of Gospel as thunderingly good. Directed by Kenny Leon and written by Bettina Jillowaw and Todd Kreidler, this Lifetime original movie continues to inspire viewers and highlights the ongoing fight for social justice. Robin Roberts presents Mahalia for your Emmy consideration in all categories.
1: Like we mentioned before, uh, Pose was just groundbreaking in terms of what it did for representation, especially for the LGBTQ community, the Black community, the female community. It was it just had all that, all the things that we, like I said, we've been really wanting to see, and and the and and the the the, the um the stories that we don't know about that we that we need to hear. Yeah. Um, so what was your first reaction whenever this this project came your way, whenever you first heard that, or you, were, uh, you first auditioned, or maybe it was an offer, offer. Uh, Are you offer, you offer only MJ? Offer <laughs> only. Um, what, what,
2: was, what was your reaction when you first read this project? So first, I mean, I saw it on a breakdown. And mm-hmm. this was while I was still auditioning and I didn't have a job at all. I was still trying to work on making sure that I could just get my break. And when I saw this, this was literally right in the middle while I was auditioning for my actual first Broadway show that I was going to get until I decided to choose Pose. I mm. saw this breakdown of Blanca, Angel, Lulu, and Candy. I don't even think I saw Damon at that point. And the first thing I read about Blanca was nurturing, caring, um, a mother of a, of the house. Of, of, of a ball of the barroom scene and those words sold me I was like okay these are all of the depictions that any woman would want any woman would want the world to see and let them see how good we can do it how good we can be nurturers how good we can be mamas how good we can raise children and I had a great mama I had a strong black mama in my life you know what I mean so I tailored all of the things from my mother and I Built her up along with the trans women that were in my life I meshed those together and I made that my process for Blanca. and when I read that I was like okay this is this is what I can do this is what I know I'm able to do if it was probably another project that I knew I probably wasn't right for I probably wouldn't have wouldn't have done it um now when it comes to when it hit and when it happened I did not expect for it to get the leverage and for it to go as mainstream as it did. And that was just my insecurities as being a black trans woman. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And mainly solely on my transness because at that time, five, seven years ago, even before Pose, there wasn't even a lot of language or even vernacular around us. People were still uh, degrading us and calling us specific names. And it's crazy when Pose came out, I feel like it really changed a lot of the narrative. Like it really did. So I, I didn't expect it. And when it did, I just, I couldn't stop smiling. And I was happy that we collectively did that. We shifted it.
1: Yeah. Um, looking back on three seasons, is there a moment that a highlight moment for you? Is there something that stands out that just will stick in your memory um, forever as you think about your time on the show?
2: Yeah, I think the moments on that show, that stick out to me most are the moments when me and Billy share a a song together, which was Love's a Need a Love's and Love. And and, um, Home, not Love, Home. Those were the highlights because not only did I get a chance to let the world see I could sing and that was my passion and that's what I really loved to do, but also people got to hear my voice. They got to hear every facet of my voice and I'm so happy that they grew to love it. Yeah, you got the people out there that was talking about it, talking about it was low and all this other stuff. And I was like, yeah, Ann, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You know, but it's so different from your speaking voice. Okay, mm. Ann. So what? <laughs> what, about Mich- what about Michelle? You're not saying nothing about her. Mm. And she's a Okay, six-woman. Michelle. A. <laughs> So what's the, No, but I, I put all of those things in, into perspective because a lot of people have this idea of how women are supposed to be, how they're supposed to talk, what they're supposed to sound like. And I was like, I'm breaking that down. I'm breaking that completely mm. down. You're going to hear every facet of my voice. So when you do hear it, you're going to remember it. you know. And mm. that was the highlight of the whole thing because I was scared. I was afraid to do that for mm. so long. I think that's what stunned me in the beginning, and when that moment happened, where it was like now or never, I was like, I got to do it. Ain't no, ain't no time now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I think
0: I mean uh, your um, well, the performance of "Home," of course, that song for me. Every time I hear it, I have to cry. <laughs> Can you believe one of my one of my old co-workers was all, "That's my least favorite song from The Whiz ever," and I was all. How are you gonna disrespect me like that anyway. ah. <laughs> And also, MJ, I did see you. Uh, I think I saw you in Little Shop of Horrors here in Pasadena and loved it. I, I just loved that whole production. And you and George together were amazing. Um, George, uh, but um, so, so season three, final season, whenever it was announced, it was the final season. I felt like I like drop to my knees and scream to the heavens, no. But also (sighs) it's like, I was like, oh, maybe it is time to kind of move on. But uh, what, first off, like, did you all know that kind of was ending soon or and um, what can we expect since this is the final season? Because I know that y'all aren't going to go out in a whimper. You're going to go out with a bang. I'm pretty sure. Oh, right. But
1: <laughs> what can
0: we expect? What can what can we you know? Uh, you tease what, for us? What, yeah. What can you tease for? Will there be cameos that we don't know about? Just tell oh, yeah. us everything.
2: <laughs> there will be a lot of cameos from a lot of people that you've seen back in the day on television shows um, that yes. are very, very, very familiar to both of y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there's going to be a jolt for you guys and you're going to have to, you know, cry your hearts out. Mm. Um, oh yeah, but I'm not saying I'm just going <laughs> right there. Yeah, don't, don't
0: don't ruin it. I mean, like. Yeah, I, yeah, can't, I, can't. I can't,
2: I can't. Yeah, I can gotta pull out the heartstrings, baby. <laughs> and also you might get in trouble if you spoil it. is <laughs> true, is true. But I'm real, I could be a real cryptic kind of girl. I love being cryptic. She's got a little mystery though. I love her. Um, Well,
0: yeah.
2: But like, oh, I'm
0: sorry.
2: No, it's fine. Uh, I would say for the most part with third season, I didn't expect for it to end, but I wasn't sad. I was was empowered and I was happy and I was proud of the work that each and every last one of us done. And I'll say for myself, for someone who has worked on something for three years and who has learned this character from before she was a mama and now being a solidified mother and now establishing and taking hold for herself, I feel like we've definitely come full circle each and every last character of the show. And we really, really made sure that we did justice to not only ourselves as trans women, but the women that we're emulating and the women that were back in the 90s who were really trying to be where we are right now. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? They didn't get get that chance to do that. And I'm sure they're like screaming to the heavens like you are right now, (laughs) but in the most happiest way, like our girls did it. And now mm. they've opened up the floor plane for everybody else to just flood pool in. So yeah, mm. third season, there's a lot happening and there's a lot of growth with mm. each and every last one of the characters, I would say. Mm.
0: What's, what's the time kind of period between season two and season three? Is there a lot of years pass by or is it kind of like pretty shortly after?
2: It's pretty shortly after. There's some time, yeah, there's a time jump right. for sure.
1: What you saying? It starts in '94, right? Season
2: three. It does start okay. in '94.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you, so it was, you know, <laughs> see, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's kind of after the Vogue phenomenon and like, uh, like, and all that. And also, it's the '90s, which you know I'm living for, and and, yeah. and all that. How was it? You know, I, I'm curious because I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I know how it was like, or we have an idea, but. You know, filming during the pandemic, you know, I, I'm sure that was did that present challenges or because I know like you have this huge ball scenes and I was like I'm wondering I was like, are we gonna have those again? Because you know, There's big crap. Add. Oh, you can't say anything oh. but. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> just be, well, I was just thinking because of the the the, the pandemic stuff, this damn COVID, you know, bullcorn. Uh oh, but okay. uh,
2: yeah, oh yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> but like how, how was it just like I mean, how, yeah, how was it like filming during the
2: pandemic? Uh, At first, you know, I'm sure you know, as many other people around the world know that a lot of production had to get shut down. Mm -hmm. And when we were in the the quote unquote break period of, of Rona, it was very nerve wracking, especially for me, because I went straight back into the traumatized kid that didn't know if I was gonna get anything up after this, if Post was gonna really completely shut down. Then we went back and we got noticed that we were coming back. And when I went back, after we had left everything the same, it was literally like a, um, it was like a bomb, you know? And you see the remains left over. Mm. That's what Corona, corona mm. felt like. We went back and everything was still left in the makeup and hair trailers. Uh, everything on set was still left the same. And it was quite eerie to know that we had gotten shut down, but we came back in a space where we were so comfortable, where we should have been. And then after that day, honey, I went right back to normal. We were living our lives, we were happy, we were grateful that we were in the space that we were in. And we just, we kept it pumping. I mean, we knew that we were in trying times, but honey, when it comes to the LGBTQAI community, there's no time to be sitting up here sad about anything. That's not what our community is about. That's mm. not why we have like the, the rainbow flag baby, you know? Mm. It, it represents so much power within those colors and especially with the new ones. So I felt like we had to show out and mm. we had to really deliver. So, I, I mean, we were nervous and I'll speak for myself. I was extremely nervous, you know, and carrying carrying a show, being in a space of worry and knowing that me being a lead on the show, I just was worried. I, I didn't know if I was going to be a great example for my other castmates out there. If they were mm. looking at me being sad, then that could have been a reflection on them, and I did not want that. That's the one thing I just did not want to give. And thankfully, every single cast member has their own personality and knows who they are, and they did their own thing, and we all just fed off of each other, and we turned it.
0: We turned it. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, I'm, I'm so glad that
2: y'all went back. Sorry, I was like. My <laughs> up, Sorry, y'all. Um, Sorry about uh, <laughs> It's okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, like everyone's getting vaccinated now and, and, and you know, feeling that Pfizer fantasy, as I'm oh, saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and then, you know, how, I mean, with the pose, you, you kind of sprinkled this throughout our conversation, but how has the show given you a platform to amplify your message, showcase your talent? And then even just spark, you know, uh, spark us, you know, have a space to have meaningful conversations, specifically when it comes to the queer community, the LGBTQIA community, and for people of color, especially in this landscape we're on.
2: I would say the show has done done a numerous amounts of things, especially when it comes to awareness about the Black trans community. Um, And more so than anything, I think it's opened up the conversation about how you deal and handle and have conversations with people like myself or anyone who's a part of my community. And it showed that there's this fruitful, vibrant, uplifting community that's out there that had to find it for themselves, collected each other, sought out and looked for each other, created houses with each other, and really made sure that they knew how to do best for themselves because they also knew there was a world outside of that community that would not accept them whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And what Pose simply done for, I think I would say the world because now it's, now it's international. I can't even believe I'm saying that, but now it's international. I think what it's done for the world is it's not only taught a lot of LGBT youth but it's taught family and mothers and par- fathers, parents of these young youth. And it's kind of opening the 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 dialogue with them so that they can know how to talk to their young trans kids or their young cis kid or their young, you know, it does not matter, their young gender non-conforming kid. Yeah. That's what poses then. And I think it's gonna continue to do that. And I've been hearing a lot of people say this, but I and I'm now resonating with it now that it's going down in history. And it's probably not gonna be going anywhere. And I don't think for me, I will say. I don't think I'll ever have an opportunity to be a part of something as special as this. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that it's gonna go down in the history books. And I'm glad that it's not going nowhere. And also I'm glad that there might not be another one that be, may be able to do it like us. No, no there
0: won't be, There no, there won't be. But we will probably <laughs> see you 20 years from now for the Pose reunion made for TV movie. <laughs> Yes. We're going to see you walking balls, you know, 20 years you from want, now. I'm going to have a
2: whole cane, honey. I'm going <laughs> to have a whole
0: cane. And like, you know, there,
1: might not be, there might not be another pose, but I, I feel like the series is going to inspire just so many different other stories, mm-hmm. um, hopefully. Um, and oh, and by the way, I want to, so the, the, the actress that I was referring to earlier, her name is Sandra Cal- Caldwell. I want to give her, I want to show my respect because- Yes. Yeah, just make sure I I, I, I put her name out there. But okay. yeah, th- everybody who hasn't seen Disclosure, I highly, 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 highly recommend watching yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Um,
2: yeah. Executive producer, Laverne Cox, she's amazing. Yes. We got to <laughs> highlight all the girls who, who made that possible. And Sandra, you know, the first time she came uh, uh forward with her transness was actually when she did a show called Charm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was with Ooh. Kelly Zahar. And I feel like that was that was the precipice of her letting the world know about her transness and that was the first time anyone even knew about her transness. So I think girl work. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Let's show respect to those that respect. have been in this, struggle yeah. this fight and continue to be in it. Um mm-hmm. so MJ now that 3 seasons in um uh with Pose Now that that's sort of under your belt, what's next for you? And when are we getting an MJ Rodriguez album?
0: (laughs) Yes, when are we going to get that album? Doing a a cover of No, No, No.
2: Or like a cute little skirt, you know, pop Yes. (laughs) Come on, House of (laughs)
0: Darion.
2: Okay, you know, Um. (laughs) So, as far as what's Next to me, there's a lot that's happening for me right now. I just got some great news actually yesterday about something that's going to be probably coming my way, so I'm very happy about that. What do so you yeah, Just tell us. I can't tell you, baby. You're going to have to be on the lookout. maybe we'll you know, us, a, Yeah, we'll be on the lookout. There's a little article, baby. You know, <laughs> um, but I'm really happy with that, and I'm happy that this is in this. Speaking of the space that we were talking about, holding spaces that we never been a part of, this is this thing that I might possibly be a part of now is one of those opportunities where I get to be in a space where I'm not around a lot of people who are like me, who are trans or who are gender nonconforming, conforming And now I can go into the space and people can see how we all can work together. So I'm happy about that. Is and, it a Marvel title? <laughs> is, it yeah,
0: a is, it, is it a Marvel title? Is it a Marvel or talk.
2: DC title? <laughs>
1: ah! Oh my God, are you going to be a
0: part of the Dora
1: Milaje on? <gasps>
2: No, I was, but I am going to be a part of Dora the Explorer. Um, No, no, let me stop. No. um. Yeah. Okay. So when are we getting the album? Yeah. Okay. So let me just be honest with y'all. I've been really working hard on trying to get some music out there. And I finally think that it's going to be hitting. Um, It may not be an album at first, but I think we are going to possibly get to an album. But I just, I'm happy that I can possibly release something so people can Mm. see who Michaela J is. I've been trying to really get the world to know the person behind MJ, which is Michaela J. So um, yeah, that's coming really soon. Really, really soon, which I'm gagging about. I'm kind of oh
0: excited for that. Ooh, yeah. cannot wait. Would
1: you do would you do like another Whitney Houston cover
2: or something? You know, I'm trying to make sure that I solidify Michaela J first. I'm I don't want to go down my auntie's path because she already <laughs> carved that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to give her homage when I need to because we some North girls, Jersey girls all day. Um, but as of right now, I'm trying to make sure that I solidify who I am and people can see who I am outside of MJ and outside of any other character or any other person that they see. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna show some love to her always, but Auntie Whitney. Yeah. I'm just, I'm gonna come on love
0: that you. will be like your probably third or fourth album of standards like you're doing a, a collection. come on
2: standards. here standards oh he knows about standards he knows about, <laughs> he knows about a chart sheet baby you know, a chart sheet, right? you know what I'm saying about a chart sheet wait,
0: right what's that wait what what
2: when you okay so you know she's musically inclined yeah yeah of course so a chart or a lead sheet is literally like a jazz uh, hmm. a write down of a of hmm. a of a, a temporary i mean that's a temporary a uh, temporary a contemporary jazz song. Okay, so okay, okay. If, if you don't have like the full length tra- uh, transcript of it, it's just a lead sheet. It's just like the chords and the Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. She's well, you such a musically
0: inclined. Come on, oh, music you. theory. <laughs>
1: to, oh, yes. <laughs> music I can't wait. I can't wait for your album um okay so (laughs) so we like to um sort of close off this this interview with this segment that we call the facts or the faqs just random fun questions so the first question is is there one tv show or film that people would be surprised that you're
2: obsessed with one tv show or film that people would be surprised i'm obsessed with oh i can't say primal because they already know i'm a nerd um oh uh i watched this a couple of months ago but um little fires everywhere now I know somebody wouldn't expect me to watch that but I watched all of it and I lived for it amazing amazing that that show (laughs) Reese and Prairie Washington they don't play no they don't
0: they do not and those are the kind of women
2: I like to work with yes
0: (laughs) Reese was like the like she was I don't know, would you consider her a Karen in that show?
1: I'm not it sure. She was
2: definitely channeling Karen in that show. She <laughs> uh, I would say so, I would
1: say so. Karen, <laughs> yeah.
0: okay. but she, she was I not love- overtly Karen. She was kind of like a down low Karen. Was she
1: overtly Karen? <laughs> I don't think she Maybe was so I'm not awesome. remembering. was not on that woman's door checking on her daughter. I don't know. Yeah. That. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, MJ, what junk food have you been hoarding during the
2: pandemic? Oh, I eat all kinds of junk food, but my boyfriend been making sure so I get cinnabuns. <gasps> oh, girl! Yeah, we oh, always this. have cinnabuns downstairs, and he always brings me up a big old slice, and in I eat goodness. the whole thing. That sounds so good
0: right now. Like my my mouth literally just watered. One I'm making it Cinnabons. water a little bit
2: more. It's cream cheese um cream cheese uh uh, uh, uh frosting. Oh, there you go. <laughs> right.
0: But do you know? Do you know uh? So like the, in the Philippines, there's like the ube, the the purple yam.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, and I had some before, just once though. And it's mm,
0: it's good. But Sorry. we're for Oscar Sunday this Sunday. Uh, my friend ordered cinna- cinnamon roll ube rolls, and it's like smothered in icing. It's here in L.A. So oh, that's
2: so bad, but
1: it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds Ooh. So bad that it's good. Mm. Um, okay, if you could trade lives with anyone for a day, who would it be? Who would it be? And what would what would you do?
2: <laughs> this is a hard I'm one my first answer because i love her as an artist ariana grande and what would oh i do God. i would probably run all around her mansion and be like i'm sorry ari i'm just gonna use your body real quick sis to just run around this mansion take a shower in your big old bathroom put on one of them crop top dresses that i know you got this designer and i'm just gonna live my whole life as you and then yeah. i'm like all right i'm leaving because
0: i know you're <laughs> <my> <laughs> get that get that high pony on and right. Maybe go. <laughs> a couple of those high
2: notes what are they called whistle uh, uh,
1: um
0: whistle tone there you go
2: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i remember when i used to sing mariah carey acting like i could sing emotion <laughs> That was a song that everybody went to, honey. Everybody
2: did that. Everybody Everyone did thought they're therapy. like, "Oh, I could hit that." <laughs> yeah. No, we, No, you can't. No, you, I you did.
0: Know. I did get uh, like someone. My birthday was on Sunday. Someone gave me a vinyl of Butterfly, uh, uh her her album. That was
2: Fitness one of the best belly. albums that she yeah. came out with. I that like was
0: that. kind of what, like, I called it her emancipation before her emancipation because it was when oh, she was right. really she was really rolling with Diddy and Honey and Breakdown that song that's yeah. my song okay Anyway. <laughs> okay are you the type of person to send an order back at a restaurant
2: nope honey I'm a oops sorry she's at five percent my bed. no I'm gonna eat that whole thing and because I'm a garbage disposal and if it look real good best believe it's gonna be disappeared in five minutes <laughs> okay yeah. even
0: if your order's wrong you wouldn't send it back or like something was wrong with it like a tweak like
1: something's minor like, what kind of minor though? Like,
2: like I that.
1: Like, that to add something, or maybe they gave you the wrong order. Would you send it back?
2: No, I'll probably eat it. And then the, <laughs> person, probably, and the person who probably really ordered, excuse me, ma'am, you ate my stuff. I'm so sorry. It was just so no good.
1: <laughs>
2: okay, that's a good I think, answer.
1: Yeah, I'm, we're going to have that meal for free. I'll probably still eat it
2: too. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then tell the people at the store, I'm sorry, this right. wasn't mine, but I ate it. Exactly. Am I getting it, get it for hey. free? <laughs>
1: exactly <laughs> ah, okay if a song played every time you walked into a room what would it be
2: what oh my god find your way back by beyonce find your way back. oh way my back. gosh yeah, yeah.
1: Got it there. find your way
0: that's, that's a good so video good. <laughs> that's good yeah. come on beyonce just mm-hmm. feeling like you're going to do a collaboration <laughs> with Beyonce. We're going to put that you're okay. going to put that on your vision board.
2: Put on your vision board. <laughs> I'm praying it will, and we will um, tear it up together. I know that for sure. You're, you're I can't wait until it. y'all see season three. y'all, y'all gonna live? Y'all not gonna. <laughs> and also,
0: you're going to do a remake of No, No, No with the original. Oh, you
2: heavy <laughs> on it? No, No, No. I made a girl. Do you? You heavy on it? This is, this is how Dino. Yeah.
0: <laughs> once I once I remember something from like He's kind like, of my yeah. I just stick with it because <laughs> I remember those girls dancing to that. Anyway, anyway.
2: All right, get a year down the line. You better not be surprised when it comes out. Yes. It's going to be you, Beyonce,
0: Kelly, and Michelle performing No, No, No.
2: <laughs> and <Yucky Swimby>. gonna <laughs> be.
0: And Wyclef, of course. Um, oh, yeah. So, Um, our last question is is there an underrepresented voice in the industry whether it's an actor writer producer creator that is not in the mainstream that you think people need to know about and deserve more recognition and shine
2: oh my god in the industry underrepresented voice i was just talking about this yesterday um underrepresented voice that's not in mainstream yeah, right now. Somebody that's
1: doing dope things, but maybe not a lot of people know about them yet, and, but they're maybe they're up and coming or we
2: should be looking out for them. Um, I would say if this is okay too, because I think she's she's not really, she hasn't done a lot of interviews or anything. She's done a lot of music, but Brie Runaway. Like mm. a lot of people haven't heard about her. She's a new artist that's coming out. Uh, um, I feel like she, one, she's from London beautiful beautiful chocolate girl and i think she just needs more like i need i, I she needs more her b- music videos are on point her songs are catchy as hell i just think she needs more marketing because she's that girl like that's how i feel i look at her Ooh. and i'm like you're that girl like so people need to see more of you period okay yeah, okay period. i just
0: googled her and she has some looks and she is gorgeous brie runway free
2: runway okay yeah
1: Okay.
0: Okay. So now, so that but, they learned yeah. something. Right.
2: So, yeah. I'm sorry. I just had a moment. Sorry. Shout <laughs> out to
1: Breen Runway though.
0: Yes. She's oh my god. Her looks. I I'm loving it. Sorry.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, MJ, thank you so much for being here with us today. Of Again, Grass on Pose. Um, like I said, groundbreaking show. I'm, I, it, it was needed and I'm glad we had it for three seasons. And I can't wait to see what else you have in
2: store. Okay. Thank nice. you, bro. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait to see, see too. Y'all gonna be real excited yeah. about that. I, mean, I
0: mean, I think they were gonna send us episodes but I don't think we got them in time for this interview. Uh, but right. I, 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 once I get those, you better believe I'm gonna watch all of them because <laughs> hey. that, that's my show. Um, but yeah, man, MJ. Thank you so much, and thank you for just being you and doing all that you do and representing and 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 your voice. You know, one day we I, we're gonna sing home at karaoke. That's yes, that's we are. The deal. And we're gonna eat cinnabon. <laughs> yes, yes, we are.
2: And I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. chomp down, honey. And don't judge me too, because I'm gonna eat it real quick because it's that good. No,
0: I eat like on my plate. I eat things as if it's running away. Like I thank will you. Eat okay, a- so you like me. <laughs> my stepfather whole... told me today
2: he was like oh you can eat girl i was like yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. like yeah
0: i will eat a chipotle or like a burrito in under five minutes because that's how
1: Oh damn oh, oh, no. I'm, I'm bark, no, no. Burrito, i know i'm a burrito burrito. that's a that's quick I'm, I'm trash
0: i'm telling you i'm a i'm a i'm a, I'm a vacuum it's nice. I, I, I respect <laughs>
1: that i respect <laughs> that <laughs> nice vacuum cool. i'm a garbage disposal <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, y'all will hate me. I eat very slow. <laughs> no, I would sit there and look at you. I'm like, yes, sis. You enjoy it? Yes. I, never, I never finish my meal. So like... Oh,
0: then I, I would go. be... Then me and MJ would be all, you finishing that?
2: Do <laughs> you, want, you want that cucumber right there? Okay. I like, you can have it. You could have it. It got some salt and some some pepper on it and it got <laughs> vinegar on it. You sure? <laughs> okay. <Cool. laughs> Thank you again, MJ. Thank you so much, of
1: MJ. Yeah, have a good day. Right, take y'all. care. Okay, Bye-bye. Yeah.